This is Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ad Victorium Solutions. Here's your host, Mike Boyle. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Today on the Salesforce Simplified podcast from Ad Victorium Solutions, we're going to talk to one of our consultants, Warren, about the skills that are needed to be a successful Salesforce developer. How cool is that? Hey, Warren, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Mike. Glad to be here. Glad to talk about some development stuff. How many times a day do you get asked, how do I get involved? How do I become a Salesforce developer? You got to hear that a lot, don't you? Yeah, it's a pretty big part of um, being so ingrained in the Salesforce ecosystem. A lot of people know about development and see some of the different cool things that we create or some of the high salaries that we get. So we do get asked that a lot. And um, it's very important to spread that sort of knowledge around and to help other people out when they want to take the development journey. So that's the whole purpose of why we're here today. So let's just go right into it then. What do you think makes a good developer? Well, that's a really broad question and a hard question to answer, but there's a lot of different skills that go into making uh, or being a good developer. So it's not just about writing code. It's not just about being able to communicate. It's the whole rounded package of really good development skills that you might have. And it's kind of like a title that you can't really bestow upon yourself. You just kind of wake up one day and kind of see from other people or hear from them that you're doing really great work and it's starting to produce some great results. So there's a lot that's baked into that question, but of course there's the fundamentals that go with it. So uh, there's really important things that you can learn to build your skills as you move along to become a good developer. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. Let's talk about, um, from your perspective, some of the key skills that make a good Salesforce developer. Key skills, I would think uh, right off the top of my head, it, it, the first one would be fundamentals of programming. So this isn't just Salesforce programming in general. It is how to program. So understanding computer science, what abstract classes are, what some of the deep down under the hood type of things that happen when you're doing development, what those things are. The other thing is communication, which I mentioned a little bit earlier. Communication is really important, especially when you're working on big projects or you're a consultant like we are, where you need to be able to convert some of the programming logic or some of the nitty gritty type of things as a programmer to basic business concepts that you can explain out to different people in the actual business themselves. So a VP wouldn't want to hear what a specific if statement or something like that is doing. But if you can convert that logic a bit into something that is uh, more easily digestible, it really helps them understand that. And I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, and then the last one is just understanding config- configuration versus declarative aspects of Salesforce. You know, they're, they're, Salesforce is really a huge platform with a lot of different tools to get things done. And there you can, you don't often know what the best tool is to do things uh, until you've reached that. I'm doing an air quotes, good programmer status. (laughs) Um, You mentioned this term a a moment ago, fundamental programming. So can you explain what fundamental programming skills are? 
Yeah, fundamental programming is more of the science behind computer programming. So computer programming came from a math, it's a math derivative, uh, essentially. And there's a lot of things like linear algebra and time complexity that goes into programming. And when you're working on the Salesforce platform, you kind of get a little taste of what those things are when you look at some of the CPU limits or limits that Salesforce imposes on you when you're writing your code. You have these limits because of other things like scalability and uh, the multi-tenant architecture that goes into writing really great code inside of Salesforce. Also along those lines, you'll have things like clean code. So if you haven't heard of clean code, I recommend you take a look and do some Google searches around it. It's a coding philosophy and it's pretty much the standard of how to write code well in, I would say, the modern age. So Take a look at that. It's all about functions, naming your classes and making your code very readable. So the next time you look at it, you won't be confused and it won't take three hours to just bring you up to speed of where you were. Then we'll move into like object oriented programming. This is on just understanding things like interfaces, extraction classes, just the whole package of what the power of object-oriented languages like Apex bring to the table. When we were talking about key skills a moment ago, one of the points that you brought up was communication. Why are communication skills so important in, in the world of being a Salesforce developer? I think communication is extremely important as a developer because you will be getting all of your different tasks or getting these different items and you may not fully understand or be able to explain to the end user what is going on. So that happens in like twofold fashion. One, it's getting tasks where maybe they need to change or they need to reorganize and you'll have to go back to the actual client or the end user to say, hey, this is this needs to change because it's not going to work. XYZ is going to happen. This is what's going on. And then the other way around, maybe you're pitching an idea. And a lot of times business users don't want to hear the under the hood, nitty gritty type of stuff. They want to hear what's actually going to happen because that translates directly a lot of times to their dollar and to their efficiency in the, at the end of the day. So when you can confidently explain what is going on, inside of the code, why something needs to happen a certain way. This is when it becomes, when you become really impactful for the company and you're able to make your business case and to write some really cool stuff. Because a lot of times you'll have a great idea and you'll be able to write the code for it. Sure. But if you don't get the approval, if you can't get the sign off from the key stakeholders, that project's never going to get off the ground and it's just going to sit there and you may be frustrated at the end of that. Warren, there's a uh, a word that I hear in uh, in our ad victorium world, declarative. So if you're a developer, why do you care about declarative stuff? Yeah, so declarative versus development, I think, really starts to bridge the gap between just like a, a normal developer and a great developer. When you know all of the tools that are at your disposal in Salesforce, so that means flows, process builders, uh, workflow rules, all of the automation wheelhouse that lives inside of Salesforce. When you understand what the best tool to use at any particular point in time, you start to bridge that gap between you know normal versus great because you'll understand 
which aspects of Salesforce is appropriate to use at a specific time, what's the best, and where you should use code versus not use code. It's always best to try to use declarative or configuration first and then move to code once you've hit a roadblock. But if you can start to predict these things uh, beforehand or use them in conjunction, so maybe like having a process builder call an invocable Apex method, uh, that's when you really start to use the platform to its fullest potential, giving power to your admins and your configura- configurators um, and also having that code where it's needed to do the more complex stuff that is going on. Are there any other things that would distinguish between, say, a normal developer and, and a great developer? It's a combination of all the things that I've mentioned. But just like I said at the beginning, you start to get this title bestowed on you once you become that well-rounded full package. And maybe it's really starting to move into that architect type of role as a great developer when you can start to predict things and you're you're able to communicate and use all of the different skills that you have to make sure that you're delivering the best solution possible. So Normal developers, in my mind, and a lot of this is just you know my opinion, but normal developers, they'll take orders, they'll do whatever has been assigned to them. A great developer will continue to consult, give advice, and start to add to the actual conversation instead of just being an order taker. So, you know, as we've been talking about all of this stuff, I'm just, you know, wondering, how does all of this tie into writing code? Yeah, so a lot of the stuff that I've been saying have been more, let's say, soft skills or haven't been extremely applicable to writing code. Like we haven't talked about the best way to write an if statement or anything like that. And for most of us Salesforce developers, we know how to write an if statement. We can do for loops and all of that generic stuff. This and being a great developer and a good developer, all of that ties into having scalable solutions and writing code that is going to stand the test of time. Because how many times have you written some sort of code or even test classes that any little change will break it and you're expecting it to run in one specific way. And if it isn't run that way, something's going to go wrong. So this is what a good developer does. They'll write code in a scalable way, reduce the technical debt that that's going to be in your org and try to help for the future, you know, your future self and others that may be into the code or into the org so that it's really resilient and it stands, you know, the test of time. You know, Warren, I, I picture, you know, somebody out there, you know, listening to the both of us right now, um, they hit the play button on this podcast because they, they saw the title skills a Salesforce developer needs and, and, and they've heard, you know, you answer all of, all of these questions. They're digging it. They love it. They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of wonder. How could someone go about learning about becoming a Salesforce developer? Is, is, um, is, is Trailhead the Salesforce tool possibly a place to start? Trailhead is definitely where you can start. There's a lot of really great modules on there to dip your feet into programming. I will say it doesn't cover a lot of the fundamental aspects of that. So there are books and training platforms that are out there that are completely free that you can go ahead and take a look at. Trailhead is great to start, but I would not make that your only Salesforce learning or programming learning tool and be broad about it. Don't just learn Apex. There are other really great programming languages. And once you know how to code in one language, you pretty much know how to code in any of them. And that's where you start to 
uh, move into that architect or really great developer stance is once you understand the fundamentals or syntax, then you can move into object-oriented structures or different concepts like that. And I believe I've been hearing uh, some ads actually on the radio recently about Trailhead. It's free for people to use, correct? Oh, most definitely. Trailhead is free, a wonderful place to start. You'll get into the Salesforce ecosystem and start to learn the declarative side and development pieces of it. Tons of different modules on there. So really important to get on there first to kind of get your understanding of Apex and Salesforce development, because there is a lot in there, not just with Apex, but Lightning Web Components or Components. These are all things that you'll need under your arsenal as a Salesforce developer to be successful. But do like you suggested, you know, Trailhead is a great tool, but also go out there and, you know, Google some other resources uh, that would help you become a Salesforce developer, right? For sure. The more knowledge you have, you know, the more uh, you'll be able to uh, be competitive in this market. Couldn't agree more. Well, listen, Warren, I want to thank you for joining us today. Warren, again, is uh, one of my colleagues here at Advictorium Solutions. He's a consultant and a Salesforce developer with years of experience. And uh, again, thanks for giving us all this great information about the skills that one would need to be a successful developer. I hope you'll come back again sometime. If you would like to learn more about what we do in the world of Salesforce and how Advictorium can empower your business, just visit us uh, on the web at advictoriumsolutions.com. I'm Mike Boyle from Advictorium Solutions, and I want to again thank you for joining us for our latest Salesforce Simplified podcast. And if you like what you heard today, be sure to tell your friends to subscribe to this podcast on their preferred channel. And in case you haven't heard the news, this podcast is now available on Amazon Music, too. You've been listening to Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ed Victorium Solutions.